Good afternoon. I have the lovely Nathan with me. Hi, Nathan. Would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, I'm Nathan Scammell, a young fantasy, young, young fantasy, young adult fantasy, even. Sorry. Off to a good start. Uh, young adult fantasy author. Uh, I've wrote Escape from Arcadia, which is out now, uh, 99p in the Kindle stores. And I also have coming out, hopefully before our event, is uh, the, the sequel, Return to Arcadia. Did you always know that you wanted to be a writer? Uh, no, I, I kind of, I, I want to be something different each week. Um, and I'm still like that now, or I'm still not sure what I want to do, but the writing has stuck with me the longest. Um, and it's quite hard to just be a writer. You know, there's, there's gotta be something else to kind of, I can't just sit and write all day, every day. I would love to, but I just don't have the capacity to just sit there and write. Um, but yeah, being a writer is something I've wanted to do for a long time. And since I left my job as a supermarket manager. I thought, no, I've got the time to do it because I always, you know, oh, I'm too tired and not got enough time. I thought, I've given myself the time. I'm going to do it. I did it for my first book. So I'm quite happy that, you know, that's done. That's out. Um, and ho I'm, I'm hoping now to, yeah, make a career out of it. So, yeah, I'm, it's, it's not something I've always wanted to do, but it's something that I wanted to do at the time. And now, yeah, it's stuck. It's stuck with me. So I'm happy that it's stuck with me. Um, it sounds like you might have had a lot of different jobs. Um, have you? <laughs> I, I, no, I, to be honest, I've worked at ASDA for about 12 years. So I've always had that job, but I've had lots of ideas, lots of projects that I started and never finished. Um, lots of <laughs> lots of businesses that like business ideas. Um, I, I, I just like being an idea man. I don't like actually going through with the ideas. I just like coming up with the ideas and how fun it would be to do them, but then not actually do them. Fair enough. <laughs> and what made you choose um, young adult fantasy as your uh, genre? So I, I, I love fantasy and it's the main one I read. And I started out, I wanted to write epic fantasy because epic fantasy is the one that I like to read the most, but I'm very much to the point person as I don't like to waffle and I don't like to describe like, or over describe or anything so you'll find like and, and in my writing you'll find that it's very there's a lot of action and there's not a lot of description um and I, I enjoy reading it like I enjoy reading Tolkien I, I'm I'm rereading the Wheel of Time which is just full of description and you know nothing much happens but I enjoy the, the slow pace of it um, but when it comes to me writing, and I'm like, what I've done, um, you know, throughout my course at university, I've done a creative writing course. And every assignment, it's, you know, you've got 2,000 words to do this. Um, and I'm always like, I'm at 1,500 and I'm done and I'm struggling to like add it. Whereas everybody else is complaining like, oh, I, I can't fit it in, in the word count. And I'm like, oh, I, I need to double my word count in order to like, for it to count. So I, um, yeah, I'm very much to the point person and it, when I started writing, when I started learning about the different themes and and what makes it a young adult, by the it was after I finished my first draft, I was like, oh, I've wrote a young adult fantasy, not a not an epic fantasy, um, and I, I kind of I'm happy with that. And like I say, because because it's young adult is is a lot more to the point and 
less fluffy prose and stuff, prose and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I'm quite happy with how it is. I thought um, fantasy was uh, quite a descriptive genre anyway, so I'm quite surprised that you say you don't like writing lots of description. Yeah, well, um, I guess you could call it an, an it's, it's an action adventure in a in a fantasy environment, I guess, would be, a, but, um, you know, because it has got elements of fantasy in it. There's, you know, there's magic, there's fantasy worlds, um there's there's a magic system which is not a massive in-depth magic system it, it basically relies on on stamina so it, you know if you can run for 10 minutes you can use your magic for 10 minutes sort of thing and then you get tired you can't use it anymore you need to rest um so nothing you know nothing over complicated just straight <laughs> into the point <laughs> <laughs> um do you have sort of notes so that you can remember all your systems and your uh worlds and stuff uh no and I, <laughs> i'm really terrible for it so for, for the first draft of my book i i just started at page one and i wrote and when i wrote the end it was just one word document um and it does have its disadvantages uh one of the main characters his name is uh I don't want to say the wrong name now. His name is Dine. And I changed it for some reason to Troy halfway through. And then I changed it back. So when I gave it to my um, beta readers, they're like, oh, I'm reading through. And then all of a sudden he changed this to Troy. His name's Dine, isn't it? And I'm like, oh, God. And then there's another character, um, Feindal, who... So I've got four main characters. And it was it was three guys and a girl. I thought, actually, it might be better to have two guys and two girls to have more of a balance. So I thought, it doesn't really matter about which sex this character is, so let, let's make them a female instead of male. So I go through and change all the pronouns. Um, but then, you know, inevitably, because I was rushing through, I kind of, I didn't capture them all because uh, I didn't have that good, that sheet to begin with to plan it. It's, um, yeah, there was a couple of where they changed gender mid-scene um, but, you know, luckily there's, there's things to prevent that, you know, beta readers, proofreaders, um, self-edit, stuff like that. So uh, I, I hope, I'm pretty sure I've caught them all because I've not heard anything since the book's release. Um, so I'm assuming so. And one thing that I always find interesting with fantasy writers is how you come up with names for your worlds and your characters and things. Yeah, I... I do the old-fashioned ways. I use a, a baby name book, and you'd be you'd be surprised how many names in a baby name book have that fantasy have that fantasy feel to them. Um, I so I had the I had the idea of writing this this book about ten years ago while I was working at ASDA, and I wrote everybody's name in this in this book I've got, and I went through a bit. I remember going through a baby book name. Well, that sounds fantasy. That sounds fantasy, and I made a long list of names. And now every time I need a name, I kind of consult that book that I wrote so many years ago. Uh, oh, that's a name I haven't used yet. I can use that one. Um, but yeah, you, you'd be surprised when, when going through a baby book name. I guess when you're looking for a name for your actual baby, you kind of gloss past it because you think, oh, I ain't calling my baby that, you know. But um, yeah, pretty much all of my names have come out of a baby name book. Mm-hmm. Well, there we go. Nothing interest- that uh, exciting, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you have a favourite character that you've written so far? Um, 
I, 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 yeah, I do. One is the, the name change in Dwarf. Um, he is more of a, he, I, I couldn't help it. He's a comic relief character. Um, he's funny. Uh, I, and I wanted to avoid it because I didn't want it to be, you know, the, the cliched funny dwarf, um, as you see in kind of Lord of the Rings and you, you see it everywhere. But as I was writing, I just could not help myself and I thought I want him to be this this funny guy so you know he drinks a lot and he's, he's very straight to the point um and he, he just loves the fun but he's quite a great he can you know he's aggressive but kind of comically aggressive which you, you know there's um the men will be unintimidated by him until he starts fighting and then they're all scared and running for, you know there's there's one scene where he's kind of running through town and there's a man like legging it away from him as he's kind of charging him through the town. Um, so yeah, but he, he is my favorite character. Sounds awesome. Um, do you hide any secret jokes or messages or Easter eggs in your books? Uh, no, I don't actually. They, I, I do a bit of oh, only related to the book itself. So I do a bit, well, a bit of foreshadowing, which everybody does. This, you know, there's there's one scene, there's a fight scene, um, right at the beginning of the book, and Cad Cadric is the main character, and he's like the best fighter in his town, but he lives in a very small town, so he fights, he duels with his friend, uh, you know, friendly skirmish sort of thing, not nothing too dangerous, and the fight plays out where he wins really easily, and it's almost like kind of no effort. Then when he gets out of the town, he's in the he's in the big city, and you know he wants a challenge. He wants to fight with someone, and he picks someone that is one of the best. But you know they're the best in a big world, not in a small town. And the fight kind of plays out exactly the same as the first fight, but with Cad as on the losing end of it, and he kind of you know it hurts his pride a bit. And so you know it, there's little little things like that I sprinkle throughout the book. Awesome. <laughs> Um, when you're editing, what's your most overused word or phrase? Uh, it's um, it's it's said, and they and I know said isn't dead, as they say, because um, you get taught in school to you know write different um, different words for said, different synonyms. Um, but when you're writing a novel, it is best just to write said. But sometimes you don't even you know as long as you make it clear who's talking. You don't even need to write said, whereas I, I have to go and delete, you know, I can take that one out and be like, you know, what are we doing? He said, we're going over here, I said, and back and forth like that. And it gets, so I have to go through and edit the dialogue um, because everybody says everything. And I wrote said, 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 said all the way down the page um, when you can kind of alter it. So you don't have to keep writing said, but um, yeah, that's my most overused word. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Um, if you were to be um, a killer in a book, how would you kill your victims? Oh, I'm not telling you that. So <laughs> I give away my secrets. <laughs> um, if if I if I was okay, hang on a minute. So, um, I would make uh, a weapon made of ice, so that when you've done the killing, the murder weapon melts. Um, you know, you can make a pretty sharp dagger out of an ice block. So, you know, that removes the, the murder weapon. Um, 
I'd probably just go around killing people I have no affiliation with. Just you know, more of a more of a fun killing, so it can't get <laughs> can't get traced back to me. Um, and then as as for the, the I guess disposing the body, um, I wouldn't. I'd I'd leave it for it to be found <laughs> with a little calling card, um, so they know you know it was it was the ice guy. <laughs> <laughs> and what would you have as your calling card? Um, I don't know. I like a little, <laughs> like, I guess a block of ice with my address on it or something so that, you know, they've got a certain amount of time to find it. Um, if they can find it quick enough, they can find me, you know, play a game with them. Um, but uh, the longer they leave it, the more melted the, the, the calling card gets, the less likely they are to find me. You seem to have given this quite a yeah, lot of thought. <laughs> Anybody's found dead with cold wounds, just uh, don't blame me. Um, since you became a writer have you made a lot of author friends yeah I, and loads because writing is quite a lonely experience if you let it be um i've networked with so many my my personal network has probably doubled since i started writing um i'm in loads of author groups on facebook i'm in um kind of a, a writing group on slack uh, called activated authors and there's groups, there's a group of us and we all log in at the same time, kind of Tuesdays, Thursdays, morning and nights um, to write together. And we do like writing sprints and stuff like that. Um, it just makes the whole process much more bearable than kind of locking yourself in thinking, you know, you can't talk to anybody because you're writing. Um, but, you know, the, be the best thing to do is to network and make as many writer friends as you can because you all got the same interests. And um, and the good thing is, is you're not competitors either. You're you know your colleagues, so you, you know there's there's not someone that's going to be buying one book a year, and if they are, they're not your target audience really. So, you know, if if you've got if you meet someone in the same genre as you, you don't have to worry about them stealing your business because you can you can work together and you know you can sell your books together. You can kind of build a platform of like-minded authors. And do you get a lot of feedback from readers? No, not as much as I'd like. So, you know, it's always struggling for reviews. I mean, I've sold a, a few hundred books and I've got less than 20 reviews. Um, so, you know, I, and I'm happy for people to leave me a bad review um, because it, it gives me something to work on. Um, as long as it's constructive, <laughs> it doesn't make me, I'll probably cry anyway, but, you know. <laughs> it's, uh, it's the life of it but yeah um so you know at, at our author event if anybody has read my book and if you know please leave me a review and it would be much appreciated yeah i know it's such a problem and something that i try and push in my group as well but um the people that do do and the people that don't don't they won't change their mind it seems yeah, and it's a habit that I've had to get myself because I don't leave a review for anything. And, you know, you get you get emails. How was your experience? You know, can you leave a review for this? And, and you know, I'd be like, no, no, no. But now that I'm on the other end of it where I'm looking and I'm like, oh, no, I need to leave. You know, it's, it's good to leave a review because it helps. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm the same until I started getting to know authors. I didn't review books really. <laughs> and now it's religious, finish a book, Goodreads, Amazon, done, dusted. <laughs> and then blog tools, I have to. So, yeah. <laughs> um, 
if you were able to spend a day with any author, dead or alive, who would you like to spend a day with? Um, <laughs> I guess, I guess. Um, any author, dead or alive, I have to. I guess it would be one of the authors of the Bible just to find out what the hell was going on. Like, you know, what is this? What what happened? Or something like, yeah, something really, really old to kind of get to the bottom of, uh, you know, what was the um, what was the basis of this book? It's interesting you took longer to answer that than how you'd kill people if you were in a book. <laughs> uh, well, my, my, my initial answer was going to be Hitler, who wrote Mein Kampf, just to see what was going through his mind. Um, but I thought that's probably not a very good answer. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. So an interesting view into how your mind works. <laughs> um, at Tales of Trent, which is the event that we're talking about, um, is there anyone in particular looking forward to meeting? Uh, not not one person in particular, no. I'm, I'm just looking forward to meeting more writers. I think um, self-published authors are quite incestuous in their groups in that every group I join I see the same kind of faces and every person I meet I see their connections with all the other people I'm connected with Tales on Trent is a bit out of my way and it's a completely different network to what I'm in in that I don't know personally anybody that's going um, so it would be great to like kind of break into another circle and get to meet some new people that's in, you know, completely different. Um, because yeah, whatever group I join at the moment, it seems to be the same, you know, or run by the same 10 people or they're affiliated with the people that run another, you know, it's, um, I always bump into the same old people, but um, yeah, looking forward to meeting some new, new faces. And will it be your first signing event? Uh, possibly. There is another one I'm doing in March. Um, but I'm not sure if that's before or after. So it will either be my first or a very close second. Uh, yeah, Tales of Trent is May, so it'll be after. Oh, yeah, so, okay. Oh, that's good then. <laughs> so, yeah, March. March is, um, I got one in March, and then uh, it'll be in May. So it'll be my second. Awesome. <laughs> um, what do you like to do when you're not writing? Um, I, I play a lot of video games. That's kind of my, how I kind of relax. I, I, I read a lot or listen i've started to listen to audiobooks while i while i play the xbox so i can kind of do both at the same time so i'm currently re-reading re or re-listening i guess is um wheel of time which is like big chunky books so because i didn't want to invest a lot of time in reading them because i've got so many other books that i need to bloody read um my power is just getting bigger and bigger um i thought i can listen to it in the background so i don't have to pay 100 percent attention because i kind of know what's going to happen um, and I can play the Xbox at the same time, or I can I can wash up and clean up at the same time. So that's that's my two main is uh, yeah, is the is the Xbox and and reading. And I say main can't multitask. No, exactly. <laughs> um, who would you, if um, you were to go to an event? What author would you completely be overawed to meet? Um, I guess. I, I don't know. I'm I'm very easily 
like overawed. Um, I I was on a I was on a podcast uh, and it was a hundredth episode special for this um, Unstoppable Authors podcast. And alongside me was a couple of people that are quite big in the self industry, um, Sasha Black, Daniel Wilcox, and uh, stuff like that. And I was like, holy crap! I'm with all the you know I'm with um, I'm with these these people, and you know they're not mega stars, they're not famous. <laughs> But they're, you know, they're, they're kind of famous to me. Um, so I'm quite easily. So, you know, if, if I was ever there and like JK Rowling or something was there, I'd probably, don't know, I'd probably just piss my pants or something in like shock or yeah. <laughs> quite <laughs> easily. To, <laughs> yeah, I'm easily pleased. Yeah, I hope you don't do that on Tales of Trent. <laughs> <laughs> Why is she coming? <laughs> Um, what's been your favourite standout moment so far since you became a writer? Uh, I, I guess it was um, it would be the release day. So when, when my book was done, when it was out, and I got a lot of support, a lot of messages, um, a lot of excitement around it. And, you know, people were posting all over the place of Facebook, Instagram, oh, I've got my book, can't wait to read it, and all that. Um and yeah, that I think that was my standout moment. Is you know I've done it, <clears throat> as I told you before. I, I'm a good starter of things, but never a good finisher. So you know it was nice to have something under my belt that I've done, completed, and yeah, that it was it was exciting. And it, you know it was you're keeping track of your sales all day. You're watching you're watching people post all day. You're looking waiting for your reviews and everything like that. So um, yeah, it was uh, that was my standout moment. And what's your biggest dream or your biggest goal if you're writing? I, I guess it's to be um, self-sustainable in that I wouldn't have to work. I can live off my writing. I can earn enough money from writing that I can not worry about other work or anything like that. Um, I would like to be like super famous and rich. Um, but the kind of the three writers that have done that in the world um, you know, there's not a lot of room out there for that, but I'd be happy with a, you know, a stable income. <laughs> if you were to be able to travel to any period of time, either forward or backwards, where would you go? Uh, I, I, I would go really far forwards just to kind of see what, what we've got in store. You know, if we'll be able to buy any petrol in the future or will it always stay like this? Um, it's the big questions I'd ask. <laughs> Will will we ever have a successful Brexit, or you know, is, will ever, will anything ever change, or does it just get worse and worse? And I'm just going to go to like a Mad Max future where everybody's fighting. It's you know just to just to kind of see is is the shit now worth it in the end, or is it just going to get shitter? Yeah, I think we probably know the answer yeah, to that. But... Yeah, just to put a positive spin on things. <laughs> yeah. Um, who is your first celebrity crush? um it would be um angelina jolie mainly from the tomb raider movies um because i played tomb raider a lot growing up uh or and i guess yeah and, and jennifer aniston from friends was the other one and i just remember thinking how lucky brad pitt was when he dumped one for the other and i was like god i would kill to be brad pitt <laughs> i know he's not so bad himself actually <laughs> Even now, actually, he's aged well, and so is Jennifer Aniston, and probably Angelina Jolie as well, actually. I think Brad Pitt 
looks nicer now than he did when he was young. But obviously, you know, that's a girl's point of view. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I recently watched um, the, the Oceans trilogy where Brad Pitt is in it, isn't he? And he just wound me up because throughout the whole three films, he's eating and like every every line he has, he's got a <laughs> mouthful of something. And I'm just like, Jesus. <laughs> Like, it's like, it's, I know he's his character, but it's like, oh, for the thought. They're good films, though, aren't they? I love them. They are very Especially good. Especially the first one. Yeah. It's yeah. I, I started watching them because in the, in my, so in the book I'm writing now, there's a, I'm going to do a little heist in a fantasy setting. And I needed to do the research, you know. So I had to rewatch the, the Oceans trilogy just for the, just for the fun. Yeah, because, you know, that's a proper source of information that's <laughs> How it really works. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what is the most interesting thing you found out while researching your books? Um, I guess it's that um, a sword does have the kind of strength behind it to kind of lob off limbs because um, I always thought that you know swords are sharp but you you must have to like put in a pretty hard blow to actually cut off an arm or a leg um, rather than just cut it um, I thought like the bone would stop it at least or something but apparently not and apparently it's quite it doesn't take a lot of force to kind of swing your sword and chop off an arm or a leg Interesting. <laughs> also makes note not to annoy Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> now if I can get her to work with swords made of ice, I'll be sorted. Yeah, just I'm sure there's some chemistry involved and, <laughs> you know, that you could probably figure it out. Yeah. Perhaps you could coat a sword with ice and then, you know, when the ice melts, you've still got the sword, but, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, perhaps I shouldn't encourage you, actually. Uh, yeah. It doesn't sound like you need much let me, let, me, let me just write that down. Cool. <laughs> God, I'll be sued. <laughs> oh, especially, uh, yeah, when it's being recorded, but it's fine. <laughs> the police will be enjoying this interview at some point in the future. Yeah, yeah. They, they can watch a few, actually, and they'd get <laughs> some interesting... <laughs> Especially when I ask people how they'd kill people, as long as you never do it, otherwise there could be trouble. <laughs> and me, I've been asked the question as well, so I'd be just as bad. <laughs> um, would you ever consider writing in other genres? Uh, yeah, I um, kind of dabbling in a bit of horror. Um, I, my short stories are, are generally psychological thrillers rather than fantasy. Sometimes it's just nice to have a break from fantasy um, and just write something for fun. Uh, so a lot of my short stories are like just like little, I get an idea, I'd like I'll quickly write a kind of a very short three, four thousand word story or something like that, maybe not even that, um, just to get the idea out of my head. And it's kind of fun to write and you kind of see where it goes. Are you someone that has like um, a, a list of ideas and stuff you want to write or is, are you someone that something just occurs to you and then you go with it? Yeah, it's definitely the second one. Just an idea will pop in my head. And um, I think the last short story I did, it was, it was a fantasy, I guess. Um, and it was kind of, 
I don't know if you've ever played the game Skyrim. It's kind of a like a it's a RPG where it's open ended, so the game never ends, but it gets to a point where you've accumulated so much wealth and all that stuff um, that you kind of you get bored of the game because you've you've got everything, you've done everything. Um, and my story was like, what would happen to the character when he gets to that point? And then it, it's just easier to be the bad guy. So it's this kind of he travels a lot to find this artifact, find out it was in the town that he just left. Um, so he, he comes back really pissed off, and the guy doesn't want to give it him. And rather than like bargaining and all that, he thinks, you know what, it's just so much easier just to kill him. Um, so he kills him and takes it. And then the guards come and they kind of like, you know, you can't, you can't kill anyone. And he's like, well, I'm like the strongest person. I've saved the universe. I've done all these quests. Of course I can do it. Um, and then he kind of just, he just goes on this like slaughtering or not as killing spree, but kind of to defend himself um, where he's just like, and then he just walks into the castle up to the king and like, like I'm fed up, kills the king. I'm the king now, <laughs> like, and there's, I've, I'm so powerful because I've accumulated all this strength and wealth throughout the throughout the game. I guess um, that I'm now unstoppable. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I've actually heard of Skyrim, but yeah, I've never played it. I was um, Crash Bandicoot and Mario type of person. Yeah. <laughs> it's a girl thing, I guess. I <laughs> and I read. I don't have time to play games because I read. Because uh, you, authors... you should listen to audiobooks while you play games. Yeah. <laughs> I think my head was actually explode. I've tried listening to audiobooks even when I'm walking and I'm not doing anything else, and still my mind drifts, and I realise I have no clue what's going on because I haven't been listening. <laughs> so I'm a bad example of being able to multitask because <laughs> just can't. <laughs> I need to read to actually read. I don't think I can do audio. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I could try and listen to audio books and play games. But yeah, if my head explodes, I'm blaming you. Yeah. <laughs> Just so you know, it's all your fault. <laughs> um, well, I can't think of any more questions for you unless you think there's anything that I haven't asked you that you want to tell us. Uh, no, I think we covered it all. And stuff. I do like it when I've uh, proper grilled you and you can't think of anything. That's good. <laughs> um, would you just like to remind everyone about your books, where they can buy them from, and where they can find out more about you if they wish? Yeah, so Escape from Arcadia is on sale. It's in Amazon, Kobo, Apple, kind of anywhere you can buy an ebook. Uh, if you want a paperback, it is only from Amazon, I'm afraid. And the uh, the second book is coming out early next year, which is uh, Return to Arcadia. And you can find me, my most active place is Facebook. Uh, so if you just let me out, Nathan Scammell, author, I believe is the Facebook page. Um, or And then an Instagram at Nathan Scammell, author. Um, is, I'm trying to be more active on Instagram because it's like, Lots of things that I should be doing on there marketing-wise that I don't, but I'm, I'm learning, stepping out into the scary world of Instagram. I realise because they say Facebook is for old people and Facebook's the only one that I'm comfortable with. Everything else scares me, so I've realised I'm an old people. Um, so yeah, that's where you can find me. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> no problem. Thanks for having me.